1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Great to have you with us. This is Mornings with Tom and Tommy. And joining us right now is Dr. Paul Cannings. He's the founder and senior pastor of Living Word Fellowship Church in Houston. And he's also the founder and president of Power Walk, Power Walk Ministries that you hear here on 88.9 Moody Radio. He's a national and global training resource person for clergy and lay leaders. And that's one of the reasons we're talking to him. There's a conference that's coming up um, in March, early March, the second through the fourth, and and Paul, you're taking a look around and you are seeing a lot of broken people that have come over these last three years, and it's time to figure out ways to rejuvenate us. So, what are some of the ways that we can actually start breathing life back into those people who have been broken down over the last several years? I think the first thing that we have to recognize is that they they are hurting. Uh, I think that's sometimes difficult for people to acknowledge because uh, pastors have got to be strong. Leaders are trying to minister to the needs of people. Uh, they're trying to be faithful to their pastor and helping him out. Sometimes they serve out of just um, wanting to keep their pastor strong. Uh, I know sometimes people <laughs> live in work. They would, um, you know, so pastor, we don't want you to work yourself into the ground here now, so what can we do to help you? So people sometimes are not just trying to serve the body. They're trying to serve their pastor. They're, they're at the same time, they have their own, like a lady um, just walked up to my wife, and she's got so many family members going through so many difficult situations. Um, you know, a, a, a sister whose husband had a massive heart attack. You know, So people are stretched while they're stretching themselves. And I think we need to recognize that And in terms of people going back into the church um, and making their work less difficult because there's more volunteers helping people. Um, so that they're not burned out. But people, many people, have, you know, pastors have resigned all around the country. Um, churches have closed their doors, um, can't pay their mortgages. It's really been, when you look at the national um, review, churches are not in a good place as people remain complacent. And those who are trying to do what the Lord has called them to do are really struggling. Mm, uh, and they, they, but they keep that face, you know, trying to keep going. Mm. Thank you so much for just giving us that that picture because um, so many of us we hear it's it's hard it's hard for pastors it's hard for ministry leaders but to really uh, have it uh, illustrated in that way is helpful and we're talking with Pastor Paul Cannings and um, he's uh, going to be leading a retreat called Broken but Not Defeated March second through fourth at Sedine Ministries. We want to invite you to that. Um, but uh, Pastor Paul, as we think about this, 
sometimes people get into a ministry situation or a leadership situation from the beginning, they're unprepared for it. They don't have a concept of how to take care of themselves in it. And they and their reasons may or may not be of the Lord. You know, sometimes it can be an ego reason. How can a person who wants to do ministry better prepare themselves for what's to come? That's why we do this conference, Tabby. Um, I feel like when it comes to especially uh, the urban church, whether it's black or brown, that uh, we're just people that demand people be trusted into situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, people may just love working with kids, and we make them the children's director. People may love working with youth, and we make them the youth director. Uh, people who may, you know, just have a very articulate that we uh, like hearing speak, and we make them teachers. Um, the person that may be a business, a good at business, and faithful attendee of church, we will make them a deacon, but the person may not have the gift of service. Mm-hmm. And so being a deacon, the person is a good leader, but serving as a deacon may be hard because they just don't have the gift of service. Um, so we may try to make a person an elder um, because the person is faithful and the person is you know, solid in their commitment to the Lord and how they manage their home. And But they, are they people who have the gift of wisdom and knowledge so they can manage difficult, complex decisions in the church from a biblical perspective, not their own opinion. So we don't tend to think, we tend to think of availability, commitment, dedication of people, and not training them. So what Jesus Christ modeled for us, the same thing with Paul, you see Paul, yes, Timothy was serving faithfully, but Paul would say in 2 Timothy chapter 3, he says, Look at the training you received from your mother and your grandmother, and also the training I provided you. So even though Timothy was good, dedicated, serving, Paul still felt the need to train them. And we many times don't take the time to train, because we can read the Bible. We just say, hey, I can read the Bible, I, I, you know, I, I know what it's saying, and we go about doing that. But we don't realize how, some, we don't realize how when God stretches us, how we end up not really helping people from a biblical perspective or even knowing our roles from a biblical perspective. So what that does is it does not trigger the Holy Spirit in the person. The Holy Spirit is attached to our gifts. The Holy Spirit is attached to what fits into the body fitly. So we may feel that because we are great supervisors or this in a job or whatever positions we may hold, like just give you an example. A lady came to me one day. She says, well, I'm a teacher in the school. Why can't I teach Sunday school? I said, you spent... Um, four years in college, two years in a master's degree, and you're not willing to get any training in the church to be a teacher. Well, but I'm a teacher. I said, yeah, you're a teacher of books that you've studied for six years after, after high school, but you, and because you can read, because you're articulate, because you're effective in communicating, you, you bring that to the church and not be willing to be taught. But the first thing Christ would do when he pulled his disciples away was to teach them and then challenge them to apply it. That's why the only people he would say, go make disciples, are the people he discipled. Until he discipled them, he never sent them to be disciples. So that's fundamental and necessary within the local church, and we take it for granted. And as a matter of fact, the person talks somebody else into um, letting her teach, and a class of 30 people in a small group setting dwindled to 10. And so she came to me frustrated, and I said, listen, you have to go within your spiritual gift. The 10 people you have, they're enjoying you. But the, the God is teaching you loud that that is not your spiritual gift. So even though you want to help, you're hurting. And so those kind of things we, we need to be open-minded about because we do bring skills and we do bring talent, but they're not gifts. 
And we have to learn how to then, when we recognize those gifts, like the people recognize with Timothy, to be open and willing, like Paul would tell Timothy, find those who are teachable and get them to teach others. And Paul, um, as you're coming into uh, the area here, there's a conference. It's scheduled for March 2nd through the 4th at Sedine Ministries. And and it's one of those moments, I think, that, that is so desperately needed. You talk about the importance of training, but also training for those leaders that are struggling right now. Talk, us about, talk to us about the theme of this year's conference. Yeah, a lot of times, you know, traveling and interacting with people, Tom, Tabby, is, is the fact that, um, you know, when you sit in a pastor's office or you sit back even with the leader of the living word and you just, I like to hang out around them, you know, I like the, the model that Jesus Christ had, going to Peter's house and just kind of hanging with people, not always meetings. Um, and just listening to them and the pain that they're going through, um, but they're pressing and pushing on while many times people have become apathetic about church. There's challenging issues in our church today um, that people are not equipped to deal with, just like one of the classes, ministering to victims of rape and sexual abuse. Uh, there are people sitting out there that are hurting. Um, we started a ministry at, at Living Word for uh, people who maybe have had an abortion and they struggle with the guilt and they struggle with the pain of what they believe they've cost and have carried that all their life. But they sit quiet and they don't agree with abortion, but um, not that they've gotten saved, not that they've turned their lives over to Christ, but they don't know what to do with that pain. And so just, just talking about that at our church, we see women come out the woodwork um, and share. And we would never think of, them, of that because they don't support abortion. Um, and but they would come and just say, Pastor, you know what? I need to face this because I'm in pain about it. You know, so you, you have this brokenness that sits out there. <clears throat> they love the Lord. They want to be growing in Christ but they've had those situations in their lives that they have yet to overcome. So they eat themselves uh, by trying to soothe their pain. They sometimes uh, will overcompensate in other areas of their life because they haven't addressed it because it's a shameful thing. I don't want nobody in the church to know they did that. So they have all these different things that sometimes, like when we have our small groups and churches have small groups, people learn about these different things, but then they're not equipped to minister to that. So a lot of the we brought all these women together and we said, listen, we need to get women in here who can minister to these folks. And the first thing they said to me was, because they know who I am about training, because it just makes us more equipped. Jesus Christ found people and equipped them. He developed them and they did so much. You know, they, they were able to establish a New Testament church around the world because they were equipped and ready to go. Uh, and same thing you'll find with Moses and Joshua. Moses, Joshua saw Moses' leadership and learned from him and all of those things, and therefore he was very, very effective in not just running through the walls that fell down. He was able to lead a nation because he, he, was, he took the time to be trained and equipped. So the, the beautiful thing is the ladies came and they said, you know what? We, we put our committee together. We see the vision. We see the strategy, but we are not equipped for this. We're coming out of passion. Some of us are sitting in here trying to say, yes, I need to take this pain and make it positive uh, and all this stuff. But we don't know what to do with this. And so they themselves and me trying to push them towards training have found a way to be trained and to be prepared to do what they're doing. That just makes them more effective in not just being empathetic and compassionate, but also being equipped to guide that person through their pain. And a lot of times we don't see that. We, we would hug and love, but then we have to go back to our own corners and if the person calls for counseling, we're empathetic, but we can't get them through their struggle. 
And that's why we have this conference. We're making sure it's not expensive. It's not in a big hotel where you got to pay a lot of money. Once somebody pays their registration fee, that brings notes. We don't just teach. We have notes we pass out. We, it, 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 we have a, an opportunity that takes care of their housing, takes care of their food. So they're not paying this big expense to be at the conference, and that's why we do this today. We're trying to make it convenient, not expensive, so we can minister to people and make them well-equipped so that the church is more effective, not just compassionate and pathetic, but it's effective in bringing about change in people's lives. That is so... But that's what we need to be right now. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. That is so important um, because church to be the place that people come to and find relief, recovery, and healing. But if we're ill-equipped and we're not ready for them, then it can be very discouraging and frustrating. So thank you so much for saying that and highlighting the importance of being trained. Sedan Ministries, though it is low cost, is a beautiful place to, ha- to host retreats and conferences right on Watts Bar Lake in the middle of lots of cedar and pine trees, a wonderful place to get away to and learn. Absolutely. And it is called Broken But Not Defeated. It's leadership training. It's happening at Sedine Ministries, March 2nd through the 4th, with a whole bunch of teachers, not just Dr. Paul Cannings. If you want some more information or if you'd like to register, you can find that information on the community calendar on our website at moodyradio.org slash Chattanooga.